Hello, fellas. Uh, this is Jeff here from Talk Me Into, the podcast you're listening to. And we are mailing out cute little pins and a love letter to all of our fans for free to support the United States Postal Service. So if you would like one, just uh, hit us up at uh, talkmeinto at gmail.com or on Twitter at talkmeinto and we'll send you a pin. And guess what, Jim? Yeah. Guess what? Jim's what? here too. Dan's I'm here. Not. Jim's yep. here. If you want me to also mail you the handwritten notes for this episode that I oh. took at work on post-its. Wow. I will be sending it to one lucky fan <laughs> who wants a pen randomly. I think that's good. I like it. I yeah, think it's, it's an incentive. It doesn't cost you anything. <laughs> you can sign the back. Yeah, have, I'll sign I'll it. I'll have my, Jeff's signature. I'm going to sign it in blood. <laughs> blood. <laughs> or just like <laughs> jello, but before it becomes jello, like wet jello. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So uh, I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, vote blue, baby. Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild wrong. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Hey, what are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week, it's Frank Turner. My name is Jeff, and in 2008, on my first internet radio show, I announced my 2020 candidacy for President of the United States of America. How'd that go? Not that great. My name is Dan, and I recently bought a pair of baseball gloves and a baseball to play catch with my niece because I really wanted to play catch. (laughs) My name is Jimmy, and Dan and I saw Jeff's mom at Moe's once. That's true. <laughs> That's weird, but Dan, well, I guess we'll get back to that maybe, but yours is sad. Nobody ever played catch with you when you were a boy? Well, my dad would play catch with me, but, you know, as you grow up and stuff, you just don't do that as much anymore. Well, yeah. And then, like, I was playing catch with my niece with just, like, a Nerf ball, and I was like, this is pretty fun. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, let's play real catch. I haven't played in so long. <laughs> oh, you think this is fun? Let's really play yeah. So I had to, like, teach her how to use a glove and stuff, and she's actually pretty good for, like, a kid her age. She can throw pretty good. She's not great at catching, but she's also young enough that she doesn't complain about running yet. Yeah. So it's like she doesn't catch it, but she just like immediately goes and runs and gets it. So I'm like, fine with that. And then she throws it back to me and I catch it because I'm really good, guys. (laughs) That's the weirdest fun fun fact, Jim, because wasn't that like five years ago? Yeah, I don't know. It just popped into my head. Are you sure it was Moe's? I I think it was. was, My mom um, goes to Moe's in Southington all the time. It was Moe's. It was definitely Moe's. Chipotle. No, it sure, wasn't it wasn't Chipotle. Chipotle. Moses no. is better. Anyway. I've also seen your mother at Chipotle. I think I was. My with mom's Adam. a burrito whore. No, Adam she's a burrito. That was Chipotle. Are you sure? It was Chipotle on Queen Street. Yeah, oh, I remember okay. the table over my burrito joke. <laughs> she's a burrito. <laughs> I could have sworn it was classic most, but, Robbie. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was definitely me, Dan, and Adam. By and, the way, uh, it's funny. If this was like 
If she was like 40 years younger. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to take my headphones <laughs> off. You, you guys could talk. If she was like 40 years younger, dude, I would totally. I'm not going to say anything repul repulsive. I was just like, I would totally go on a date with Jeff's mom. I said go on a date, Jeff. That's fine. I mean, we would go see. We would go out for a burrito and then go see a Planet of the Apes. Movie. We do go on Planet of the Apes. That's right. I think she, that's the first time I met her. When I told her that they might be making a fourth Planet of the Apes, she's like, can we go see it with Dan? And I was like, yes. Because Dan and I pretend to be Caesar the entire Let's movie. Let's go. Um, yeah. Let's go see Planet of the Eights, and then afterwards you can leave, and I'll get all up in her guts. <laughs> I'm not gonna get dirty. <laughs> Look at Jeff's face. He wants to laugh so hard. Oh, he's laughing. He doesn't care. Talk Me Into has a segment that we do every week called Talking Ourselves Into. It's just something that we're doing for the week, and we're going to talk about it with our good pals, Dan, Jeff, and Jimmy. How many times, Jim, did you stand in front of the mirror naked after a shower? Full body mirror, of course. You got to yep. see everything. Yeah. And practice that. A few times. That was, like, too perfect. That was really good. Is this a robot? Yeah. That's it, not really Jim. It sort of, for I some reason, really, yeah. reminds me of, you know how there's always, like, a human in every children's, like, television series like barney has like that <laughs> yeah. as the kids yeah and like lamb chop had that old lady sherry that like you were talking like that's how they talk <laughs> you're like now is the time of the episode where barney brings out a bag of crafts okay well this isn't this is sort of a weird one because um we like to do weird ones sometimes yeah but i was talking myself into Using text-to-speech for writing notes for talk me into we've wow. done it jeff and i do that i don't really? use text-to-speech Oh, very, very. Oh, it was rarely. you I was talking to. I do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, when you're like watching TV and stuff. Well, it wasn't with TV. It was actually when we were reading Safe Sex because it was kind of like weird to like read and then like type something. Like it's just a lot of words, guys. True. I can't do well, that. Next time words. we read, I'm just going to have a recorder and record my notes and then just play <laughs> just it here play and not it. even yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. Or get a here. secretary and just have her transcribe. Have her jot it down. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just, just have Lindsay do it. Can you get like one of those 1960s reel-to-reel transcribers where you hold the microphone and then Len Lindsay Well, that's what I have one of those back. recorders from when we nice. had our last podcast. And then just let Lindsay listen to it back and type it up. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, Jim. Go. We just confiscated your segment. Doctors that's fine. That you too. can have it. I had a doctor that talked in the third person and he always had his eyes closed and referred to himself as Dr. Sean. And I'm like, just say I. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> okay, guys. This is a big tangent, but I have to tell this story. I had a doctor that I just recently started going to. That we used... talked about this on the show. Oh, cool. Next, what's the story? Anxiety. Yeah, it was really funny when he you said a, it. One of those text-to-speech things for his computer, but he had to be very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That's the story. Jim, yeah. continue. No, it's fine. Um, just honestly, I've always been doing, the, like, I've always used my phone for notes and stuff, but I've been using text-to-speech a lot for things just because, like, I think I'm getting older and I just don't like texting as much. The older you get. Yeah. The more you do it. Um, my dad doesn't even know how to type on a phone. Like, I've gotten to the point where I just have Siri start, start like, I don't even want to go to like, oh, text Steph. Like, I got to go into the message app. I got to go into yeah. the thing. I'm like, I'm just going to have Siri do that. Be like, do it. I'm just going to say, blank Siri, can you uh, send a text to Steph? And then they're like, or I have them read, especially when I'm driving too, because obviously I don't want to text and drive when I'm doing that. So I'm like, hey, can you uh, read that text message? And they do it. And it's hilarious because it's in Siri's voice. Be honest. Have you ever had Siri read back a sext? No. <laughs> That would be awesome. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I should. 
Yeah. You don't have Siri, but I'm sure your phone has some version of that. It has Bixby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty funny. But uh, no, I mean, I haven't had those kinds of text messages in a while, <laughs> but um, yeah. I can imagine that would be pretty hilarious. I wonder what she, what does she say when she gets to emojis? Oh, so mine, so um, I had a nickname for my wife, my phone for the last five years. And then I was like, maybe I should change it to her name in case like something happens. And right. they're like, where's Lindsay in the phone? Uh, so I changed it to Lindsay and I put a little emoji with uh, the family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, because we're having a little baby. So now I'm like, hi, Bixby, call Lindsay. And she's like, calling Lindsay, man, woman, daughter, family. <laughs> I think that's what Siri does too. She describes the emoji. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I think she says like poop emoji or something like that. It's pretty funny. I think she might even say smiling poop emoji. So it would be like, can't wait to see you eggplant smiley face water dripping out of mouth (laughs) (laughs) yikes um yeah that's what i was talking myself into i mean that's like a few weeks ago now but like yeah using it now yeah go for it man cheers dan what are you talking yourself into i did it because you're going for a drink not gonna lie (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) i was about to take a sip uh i've been talking myself into something that i was supposed to do like a year or two ago. Oh no! Take never shower. got around to. <laughs> Dirty, <laughs> stinky butt. <laughs> I'm talking myself into rewatching Breaking Bad. Oh wow. wow! I didn't know this because I have not seen El Camino and I oh. stopped watching Better Call Saul. So I'm like, you know what? Let's reboot it. Let's go right to the source, right to the beginning. Yeah, I rewatched it a couple of years ago. And let's go all the way through, folks. They yeah. just announced that uh, Better Call Saul is ending mm-hmm. with next season. Mm-hmm. I got to catch up on that. Yeah, Me too. And uh, my my dad has been wanting to watch breaking bad um you never watched it no oh six star and listen what are you doing so we tried to watch it like a few years ago when i was going to do this initially yeah my mom watched the first episode and she was like this is terrible oh my mom likes breaking bad yeah she's a big fan well listen so my mom was like this is terrible it's too violent and i was like no i was like you You don't know violence yet woman Uh, but i was like you need to give it a few episodes to really get drawn into like the morality issues and stuff and 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 also like you need to start getting to the point where they flesh out like the the supporting cast mm-hmm. um because you can relate to like a Skylar or a Marie a little yeah. bit easier than Walt Jesse. or Jesse or whatever. Yeah. Um Jesse so she, was supposed to be killed off like in the first season. Yeah, so she never really got into it, but this time I'm like, "All right, give me till at least and I forget the episode number, but I had looked to see uh I'm not going to spoil Breaking Bad for people even though everyone should watch it, but uh all I'm going to say to you is I wanted to get to the episode where Walt has to do the tough thing in the basement. Oh, yeah. And I was like, if you get to that point and you still don't like it, you're done. But I knew I'd have her hooked by then. And she's totally hooked. Like, my dad really likes it, but I expected him to. My mom is like, can we watch Breaking Bad again? If you're rewatching it just to watch El Camino, you are going to be disappointed. No, no. Just watch it to watch. I literally haven't watched it since the original ending aired. Yeah, me. Which was like, what, 2015? I wanted to give it like a lot of time. So I start watching maybe like a year and a half. Yeah. So it's been fun because I'm like before this podcast, because with this, I don't have time. I'm just like at that nice level of like, I remember plot arcs but i don't remember yeah yeah because like when you're watching it all at once you see much closer the changes like when you're watching it over time yeah yeah so like i I binge watch like the first two and a half seasons and then i watch the rest as it aired but you really get to see like if you watch it in a month you're like holy shit yeah that was crazy so like but it's good because i remember those things but i i have forgotten some of like the little surprises that Mm -hmm. come along and stuff so like the last episode we watched like last night um i'm not again but a character gets a gun pulled on them and that's how the episode ends and you're like (gasps) and like obviously i know whether that character lives or dies 
but it's fun because I didn't even remember that happening. Right. Yep. So yeah, Breaking Bad is going well. That's the only show that I enjoy more and more every time I watch it. That's like, how I feel about Mad Men. Oh, okay. Mm, spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. Jeff, what are you talking yeah. yourself into? Uh just a little thing. Just talking myself into playing ukulele a little bit more. Aww. It's something that like when I get into, I get into it hard. Mm. And the last time I got into it, I like wrote four or five songs, like full songs, and I started writing lyrics for them, and then nothing happened. How are you gonna leave your partner of ukulele Prendergast out of this information? It was gonna be a solo project that never happened. How dare you? And then just life happened, so I stopped. But then like life finds a way. Yeah, it does. And I just started like playing some stuff and I forgot a lot of the songs I wrote, which sucks. But I remember maybe you like still play that one that goes. Parts. Oh, that's my hit. Yeah, this is but, the song Jeff plays but, every time he touches a ukulele. But I, but I made it complete. I have a whole song. Now. It's really good, right? It's catchy. He remembers it. He knows the song. <laughs> yeah, because when you Jeff play used it, to live with me, and he would frequently walk out of his bedroom naked with a ukulele <laughs> over his Johnson playing this song. Because first, it's for me, it's easy to play, but it's also good. And people are like, "Wow, you're good at ukulele." When really, I'm not. It's just a trick because like i'm not i'm not a good ukulele player like not at all like i barely i use my i started using my fingers one of the songs i wrote is mostly finger picking um which i'm not good at but yeah probably easier on a ukulele because there's like four strings rather than six but uh yeah it's just it's just fun it's just something i do um when like just even if i'm watching tv i'll just like lightly play it because it's not not obnoxious or anything all right idea yeah we reform ukulele prender which wasn't a real band but okay (laughs) with you on lead uke which we never mentioned on our vocals okay me on casio keyboard and vocals and jimmy on tambourine vocals i mean i'll do a song and we record as a follow-up to our bands wow okay you want our recording ukulele prendergast (laughs) (laughs) all righty Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, thank you for listening to our podcast. We do appreciate it. I don't think we tell you enough, but we do. We, we really, do. we like you. We like all of you. When you contact us and let us know how much you like us, we like you even more. So she likes for me for me. Thank you for all of that. Uh, this episode, I'm talking you guys into an artist who I've liked thinking back. I think maybe like eight or nine years. I've been listening to him pretty regularly. And I don't know Jimmy's exposure. We'll get to that. And I think I know Dan's exposure and we will also get to that. But this is an artist that I heard about through uh, Josh, who was in one of my band's hooks and sinkers. Um, You can hear some of our songs in our music episode. And we were just like, I think we're on like a small weekend, like mini tour, maybe like three shows in a couple days. And we were in the van. And he was like, I got Spotify. And I was like, that has ads. He was like, not if you pay for it. I was like, I'm not paying for that. And he's like, but look at all this great music that they have on here. And that was, I signed up for Spotify in the van and I've had it ever (laughs) since. Um, And And I would like to thank you for that. Yes. And he played me a Frank Turner album. I think it was new at the time. Uh, England keep my bones and I was like this is baller shit I love this so I started listening to that and then some of his older stuff and I've been listening to all the music he's come out ever since and huge fan um, huge. he's huge uh, I didn't do much research because I don't actually know much about like his past or anything about him uh, I know he's from Wessex England and um, 
he's like singer songwritery, but like with a punk ethos. I say that a lot, but it's true because kind of like we're big fans of Gaslight Anthem, and this is like a one man Gaslight Anthem. I mm-hmm. think he has a regular band he plays with, but he does a lot of acoustic stuff, and he's like folky, kind of like against me started folk punk. Question: Yes, are you describing Billy Bragg? No, okay. I'm not. It sounds a lot like it. I mean, it it can be. Yeah, I'm sure there there are similarities. I'm not huge into Billy Bragg, but uh, yeah, no, you're you are correct in that assumption. Sure. Yes. So, Jimmy, what is your exposure to Frank Turner? I uh, I know the name. I don't know what kind of music he does, but like you said, he's like a one man gaslight anthem. That's very appealing to me. Yep. Into it. Dan, what is your exposure? Uh, I have not heard any of it. Did he do, I believe, when we saw the Gaslight Anthem in Rhode Island? Yes. Did he recently, at that time, release a split with Brian Fallon doing acoustic songs? We saw Gaslight Anthem in 2008 or nine. Didn't he do like a gospel thing, a split, like one song each on a 45? <clears throat> Maybe I do have a 45 with him and another guy. I forgot his name, but it wasn't Brian Fountain. Are you thinking about Tim Barry or Chuck Reagan? That's quite possible. It's not okay. Chuck Reagan. Is it's it not Tim Todd Barry? Barry. It's, it's Frank Is it Tur- Todd Barry? <laughs> it's not Todd Barry. I would kill a human being to hear a gospel song as sung by Todd Barry. <laughs> That'd be great. Which it would be amazing. No, it's not. But he is in that kind of like musical world. So there is like some acoustic stuff. Most of it is full band. There's a lot of like folk uh, inspirations, punk inspirations, uh, Springsteen-y too, I would say. I mean, a lot of his his songs are pretty verbose, but like in a storytelling kind of way and covers a lot of topics. Super positive stuff too. Not a lot of like negativity in his music, which always gets me pumped up, especially from feeling in a in a sad little mood. So I put together a playlist for you. I'm a playlist guy rather than a full album guy. I think I've converted Dan over these <laughs> last couple of years. And Depends on the to. artist. Right. So usually we do chronological to show the progression. I'm not doing that. I'm going to show you how I was introduced to the music. Mm. So I'm going to put a few songs from that first album that I really like. And then the next album, kind of my how I learned about him. And so it starts out with some songs from like 2012, 2013, 14. Then it goes back to his older stuff. And then there's some newer stuff on there. That sounds okay. really dumb. At the end. It's, you'll see. <laughs> when you listen to it, you'll you'll like it. I'm because, having a hard time focusing because all I could think about is Todd Berry singing How Great Thou Art. <laughs> but the reason why I'm doing this and I don't feel bad about it is because his work is consistently good. Okay. So Consistently good. I, I'm really excited about this. Like I, This is usually when we do music i'm like i'll tell you the playlist later and then i put it together like a day before we record because i'm an asshole uh this one i did like a week ago so and i've just been listening to it on shuffle on repeat because i love all the songs it was the hardest it's ever been to pick a playlist because every single song i'm like all right let's add this but it would be like his discography if i did that Mm -hmm. so i picked out just every single song in there as an absolute ripper and cool. uh, I don't think there's one dot on there. Even like with Weird Al, I put songs I didn't like just because maybe you guys would. But I didn't do that here. This Every single song in here is awesome. So you're saying it's all Ripper, no Jack. <laughs> we could end there. I'm okay with ending there. <laughs> just the podcast in general? Yeah, I'm yeah. going home. Okay. It's over. <laughs> Okay, fellas. Wow. I like it. That's I'm the first d- time I heard that today, and we've been recording a while. I know. Uh, this, I think that's the first time I've ever said it, so it's ever? quite exciting. Wow, yeah. I say it all the time, but jokingly. Yeah, so um, this time we are talking about 
uh, one of Jeff's favorite artists. Yes. Frank Turner. Correct. Frankie T. Yeah. Frank Frankie T, as his friends call him. Yeah. Frankie T. We're his friends. All right. So um, first song. Yeah, we I got a big playlist, so we're going to move. Yeah, yeah 25 gonna, songs, it's average. We're just going to go through them. Um, we'll talk about it, Jeff. We'll talk about it. Some of them we can talk about together as well. Okay. I Still Believe. Yeah. Starting off with a banger. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Friends and Romans, countrymen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's right up my alley. This uh, is like in my top three favorite songs of his. It's, it's really good. Like I'm always going to dig a song about rock and roll. That's a rock and roll song. Yeah, it's that's what it's about. Yeah, and it is. And there's a lot of instruments and layers. Yeah, there, it's a lot more big band than I thought it would be. Pretty Not much big just band, like discography. swing, but like full band. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. goes from either just acoustic or an entire huge band. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's, I, I would say there's more than like a traditional like four piece rock band too. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of different instruments. So he does have a backing band that plays with him live and on his albums it's pretty yeah. much the same core band called the sleeping souls i don't know if i mentioned that before no you didn't but yeah it's they're all multi-instrumentalists okay he plays piano on some songs too so yeah no i i really love this song and i love that part at the end when he's like in uh jerry lee and johnny and all the greats and like yep. the organs in the background like accentuating that yeah. yeah i think uh the end of this song the way it changes key and changes dynamic yep. and instrumentation gives it a really big opus feel yes. like uh like the born to run album right oh, yeah yeah for sure um and then we get to i am disappeared and i'm kind of grouping this in with the live version that you yeah added. so just a quick behind the scenes thing as i was after i sent the playlist i was listening on my own to the live album which i haven't heard in a while it came out last year and i was like i have to add this song on so in the playlist it's at the end but we could talk about them together yeah um I like that in the live version, he sort of like gives a little bit of context about right. like the song and what he wrote. It's about him touring and he had this dream about um, like going on the road with Bob Dylan and stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is just really cool. It's Wanderlust versus homesickness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I really like the uh, live version a lot better. Um, I knew you would because of the, the harmonies, harmonies and the, the, the you new arrangement. Me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was listening to it like, holy shit, this is so good. It's really solid. And I mean, the song, the the real song is one of my favorites. Real solid. The, the, the normal song is really good, too. But I definitely like the uh, live version a lot better. Dan, what did you uh, think? Yeah, I think it's an interesting look at how um, like trauma um, and like negative feelings can Mm -hmm. influence your relationships Mm -hmm. um so he's he's stuck in this position between wanting to go and wanting to stay um i think lyrically that's sort of uncharted territory we don't hear i mean there's definitely like on the road songs right uh there's not this sort of take where he's like not he's not happy to leave he feels right. like he has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of him wants to stay. And then when he's gone, he wants to go back home. So that sort of is interesting. Um, I like the harmonics, uh, the harmonies and uh, the acapella intro to the live one. Yeah. But I do think um, the electric version is a little more successful as far as right. just. Um, he even mentions that. And it's about Bob Dylan. So there's a whole bunch of shit going on in the lyrics there. Yeah. Well, Dylan going electric. There's a few. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a few Bob Dylan things here that are interesting. One of them that you guys might not have picked up on is that the song in and of itself, how it's based on a dream and all the things he's encountering Mm -hmm. in his dream that are just a little bit more strange than reality. um, 
are very reminiscent. Like the structure of this song is very reminiscent of a Bob Dylan song called Bob Dylan's 115th Dream. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is all about weird stuff that happens to him in a dream. And then like you referenced, Jeff, um, it's just sort of like fun that at the end he's chanting We Are Electric to Bob Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Who's we famous for electric. going electric. Yeah. Yeah. We so I, I like the song souls. a lot too. Um, and that's where the name of his band comes from. We're the Sleeping Souls of the Country. Gotcha. Oh, nice. Mm. One foot before the other. Um I love the idea of this song and how he carries out through the verses this yeah. discussion that when he dies, his ashes are going to go into it's the water so supply. It's so morbid, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's depressing, but also kind of like positive. Yeah, yeah for sure. I definitely dig the uh, more punk ethos in this song. <laughs> yeah, this this about. one's like really dirty. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes a little bit beyond that. I think the music is a little melodramatic. Yeah. When he's like, I remain. And you hear a lot of piano. And there's like those negative uh, minor chords. This song, and Jeff's not going to want to hear this, reminds (laughs) me a lot of uh, musical theater. This song reminds me of like uh, an angry song in a rock opera. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can see that. It is super angry For and sure. punk rock, but it's also pretty philosophical. Yeah, but I, I do like, you know, what he's talking about. There's a couple of songs in here that reminds me. Uh, also, Jeff's not going to like to hear this, but remind me a lot of My Chemical Romance. Mm, some of really? his, uh, yeah, some of his singing. Yeah. For sure. I don't think he's like, I don't think he does the annoying like emo voice stuff that Jeff no, hates. not at all. But he has range. There's certainly yeah. like chords in this that sound like Helena and stuff. Yeah. From My Chemical Romance. Well, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, Four Simple Words was on his next album. Uh, Tape Deck Heart, I believe is the name of it. And this is probably like, <sighs> there's so many good ones. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I it's love good. this song. This is like my uh, We Came to Dance. Oh, from yeah. Gaslight sure. Anthem version. Four Simple Words. It's about dancing. And uh, I'll let somebody else take over here. <laughs> yeah, this song, um, honestly, it reminds me a lot of like, um, not necessarily tonally, but it reminds me of like H2O's PMA stuff. Like the positive, positive mental attitude, like yep. just like more positive, sort of like hardcore. Oh, dude, that's Frank Turner. He's yeah, just a positive boy. Yeah, for sure. It reminds me a lot of um, Celtic punk bands like Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly. Yeah, yeah. we get this you, sort of you get traditional, it like sprinkled throughout his discography. This sort of traditional, like Irish bar shanty song in the beginning. Um, I will say, uh. As a music theory nerd, the opening piano chord is the exact same chord in the exact same key as I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. So when he goes, I said, at first I was afraid. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Um, So, yeah, that was fun. But I I, I do like um, I like how he's sort of explaining why punk dancing is so bad and dumb because as although it's very fun to like push pit and circle pit and pogo yeah uh, it's it's very bad like oh there's, yeah there's nothing beautiful about it but he's no. like he's like saying like uh the music is so good it moves your body even though you don't know how to dance you can't help but move yeah and and i just like this minute the song's four minutes long the first minute is just piano then you have that like extended drum roll that gets into like the more punky song mm-hmm. but it still like breaks down then there's like palm muting parts and like kind of ska strumming later on <laughs> there's so much different stuff going on musically in this one song and like you're just going on the journey with him yeah. and i love it because like it's just a feeling like this song makes me want to dance well it's also he's 
it's one of those songs where he's like sort of uh telling the audience what he wants from them yeah yeah so he's like yeah just sing these four words put your hands on your feet or on your knees well that's the time low. warp by the way oh was yeah, it? it yeah it is Put your hands on your hips and oh, put your yeah. knees in tight. Those are lyrics from the Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show. That's Which pretty funny. funny. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I'm learning every day. Learning. It's Recovery is the next song I put on this playlist from the same album. This song, weirdly, it reminds me of two songs. I can't quite place both of them, but it reminds me of Always Something There to Remind Me. <laughs> Always Something There to Remind Me. <laughs> and then um, also Ooh La La, which is, um, I don't remember what the... It was. In, I remember the song because it was in um, uh, "Without a Paddle," which is like a bad like. <laughs> like a wow, bad was not movie. expecting a "Without a Paddle" reference. <laughs> yeah, I don't in know. In the rest of my life, let alone a Frank Turner episode. Yeah, but like both of those songs just kind of reminded me of this. Um, but yeah, uh, but I, I liked it. I, I do really like this. It is autobiographical about his past with substance abuses, but it's also twofold because it's recovery from substances and bad relationships, which he is also writes a lot about yeah yeah uh it's interesting that you bring that up uh it feels like a pretty touching and personal if not slightly straightforward and predictable uh you know song about addiction Mm -hmm. Uh, i do like the twist he puts on it uh that it's sort of also talking about codependency Mm -hmm. yeah um darling sweet lover won't you help me to recover um when the music drops out at the end and he's left by himself the vocal um and the way his voice is sort of breaking up there that uh that hit me emotionally more than like the rest of the song um the verses uh are sort of a little too like folk punky for me the way he's like rambling through them they sort of remind me of like yeah i know what you're talking about spoon boy and like spoon boy wow yeah um uh andrew jackson jihad stuff like that Mm. We're getting deep with the references here. But <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. I want to talk about the next song. Okay. Let's do it, dude. Plain Sailing Weather. Plain Sailing Weather is the best Frank Turner song, and I will go on record saying that. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I, the thing is, I can't even argue that. If you said that about any one of these songs, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, I just think um, it's the catchiest. The melody, this is like, this could get radio play. This one Give is. Me one real- fun day of plain sailing weather. I always, I always dig a chorus with a swear in it, too. Yeah. yeah, and I like how at the end, he he says the same thing, but he, like, adds pauses. He takes out the goddamn. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's really well done and structured. Jimmy. Yes. Do you know what he's referring to when he says plain sailing weather? Not quite. So plain sailing weather is a phrase that basically just means when the weather's calm yeah yeah so it's not like a beautiful day necessarily right it's just a day that's fine to sail in yeah yeah so to me that actually changes the meaning from what you would typically think of for this type of song Mm. because he's not saying like i could take something great and screw it up right he's saying like literally like anything that's fine he could fuck up so like to me um yeah sorry jim uh it's interesting that Usually you would say plain sailing weather like after a storm. Like we've had three days of bad weather and now we have plain sailing weather. Right. So he's saying like um, maybe he's more successful in tumultuous situations. Mm. And when things calm down, something in him forces him to screw it up. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. This song also reminds me a lot of Dashboard Confessional and is dangerously close to emo, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's emotional and he goes on expressive yeah 
Yeah, that's good. And uh, what about the way I tend to be? Has that little mandolin intro? I like that a lot. Well, you know, I dig those harmonies. Yeah, there are some really good ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sort of breezy and summery. Um, I like as you referenced, Jeff. Uh, the way they use the mandolin, it's sort of mixed really well with the acoustic guitar yeah he because he kind of he doesn't strum it like a <laughs> traditional mandolin no yeah uh, i thought it was banjo i didn't know it was mandolin it, it i is think mandolin. it's mandolin i'm pretty sure yeah. Yeah. yeah but he's he's sort of mixing it with the acoustic guitar to create one like brighter more shimmery tone yeah, yeah. it's not like you're hearing a lot of definition between those two instruments and, and the crazy thing about this because like this well, you just mentioned the tone and like the way he's like and then I remember he goes really high up and it's like, so he positive. says he remembers. Yeah. You do it better than me. Yeah. No. The reason why I'm pointing that out is because I have a note in here. Shout out to Malin Peterson. <laughs> our our, our high, boy Malin. High, high school choir instructor would hate this. Yep. Because when I took uh, voice lessons from him, one of his fundamental rules is you do not no, hold, hold out, out a closing consonant. Yep. So in other words, oh, a yeah. consonant where your lips are closed. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You should be holding that the A. It should be like an ac- an accent, like burr. Instead, you're holding out the mm. You should never hold out does, something yeah. where your lips are closed. Okay. But I just thought that was funny. I was like, as soon as I heard it, I yep. was like, ooh, Palin would hate this. Palin. <laughs> but yeah. this is like the only post-breakup song I could think of that's this positive. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like about moving on. And I don't know. It's just just tonally like it it doesn't seem like it's a breakup song yeah it def- honestly it feels a lot like a modern country song like obviously kind like of, yeah country I is hear that country is definitely a lot different than it used to be but like i could hear this li- played on a whatever yeah. local country station is it reminds me of uh lady antebellum and no i'm not gonna honor the name they stole from a black blues singer yikes <laughs> Love 40 Down. Yeah, so this is his next album. Uh, I think it was his next album. Positive Songs for Negative Who could people. tell? Because you put it in a very strange order. I did, order, yeah. Which we're yeah. going to talk about later. No, I did. And there was a, there was a reason for that. Yeah, I think a bad it, reason. I think it worked out. Uh, <laughs> Love 40 Down. Really? We're doing tennis metaphors? Really, yeah. Jeff? Actually, on the live album, he talks about that. Oh, how, that's what the f- about tennis? Is. Sorry, Jim. How uh, he's like... He, I think he's only like four years older than me, but he's talking about turning 40 and he just was like, I have to write a song about tennis now. I was like, (laughs) I think being love 40 down is a bad thing. Yes, it is. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know the tennis reference. He's like fighting his addiction. He's not doing well. Nope. But he believes he can turn it around. Uh, Surprisingly, it kind of feels upbeat, uh, optimistic for a song about addiction. Yeah. Yeah. This song tonally feels a lot like the Gaslight Anthem. I definitely saw a lot of uh, comparison. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I think just a lot like how like tonally how he was singing and stuff too. Um, But yeah, it was a good song. It was very emotional. I dug it. Jeff, did it make you go play tennis? Yeah, I did with my bad knees. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to get better, not not getting better, but get better because getting better is a Beatles song. Yeah, Yeah, it's telling you, hey, man, you got to get better. Yeah, just another one of those, like, um, a lot of positivity. I I always dig, like, positive, hard songs. This whole album is just, like, straight. I mean, he's just so uplifting and positive. Isn't one of his albums called, like, Keep Positive or something like that? Or, like... Be More Kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, that's next. There's another album that says, like, an album for positivity. That's this album. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Positive Songs for Negative People. Yes, that's what it was. Um, 
it's so, pretty straightforward. Yeah, this song has musically he does this forward beat thing where the snare is on all four beats of the measure. So it's like dot 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 like that oh, yeah. type of vibe. Yep. Yeah. Uh that always for me brings up memories of like early 80s British um like oi music or like skinhead positive skinhead music. He did start out in punk bands and like and when you Shit combine like that. that with the way he pronounces um, better as beta or beta, yep. yeah. this might be the most British song ever. <laughs> it's very British. I agree. But there's, I, I there's a lot. There's a lot of songs where you can like hear his accent pretty uh, thoroughly. But yeah, then we get to uh, the next storm, which I'm not huge on. I think it's fine. I, I really like it. I think there's it's like literally about living through a New England winter if yes. you're just looking at like uh, face value of the lyrics. Right. But like metaphorically, it's just wasting your life away mm. and just wait. You're like, there's always going to be a next storm. And people are like, I'll just wait until this problem's mm-hmm. over to do the next thing. But there's always going to be problems and you well, can't look at it that way. That's an interesting take on it. I sort of took the opposite spin. Which to me, the song is about, uh, you know, sort of a typical idea, which is like, um, you know, you're stuck inside during this storm or this hard time right. in your life, but it's going to get better. A lot of people do songs like that. Yeah. What I took it as, uh, you're stuck inside during this storm, this hard time in your life, and you're waiting for it to get better. But you're also like nascent of the fact that there's going to be another storm. Right. So it's right. about like being willing to batten down the hatches and go through the tough times because there's going to be good times as well. Right. To me, it's um like it's it's kind of like wasting time because you know things are going to be bad. Yeah. Musically, he does this thing on the guitar. Um, it's sort of like a uh, hard to describe, but you'll know it if you hear it. Which is he rocks back and forth between the fifth and the sixth of a chord. Yeah. So this is something you hear in a lot of rockabilly music or like Chuck Berry is that na 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 na. Oh na-na. yeah. Yep. He does it over minor chords which is something that i don't know if i've heard before and it gives it like sort of a weird vibe it's like um like it's like a like a sad chuck berry song i don't know how to describe <laughs> yeah it. no that's i, I could definitely I hear that it. yeah for sure <laughs> but it's got also like really triumphant moments like when the organ comes in over the uh rejoice rebuild the storm has passed that bridge part sort of i love the organ in there uh, so least of all young Caroline I put on here because I wasn't super familiar with this song I think it's a good song mm-hmm. but when this album came out he then released like an EP with six songs or something called mittens and I was like these songs are so good they could have just been part of the album mm. and like I love doing that when I'm putting together playlists like just all the side stuff just throw it in there. right yeah Um. so that's why I put it on here but then as I was listening to this playlist I was like yeah this song is like this hurts me inside really like yeah it's so emotional yeah, and is. like i don't know how true it is but like it's pretty obvious what it's about he just wants to protect his little sister like there's all this bad stuff happening like deaths and people are sick and she's taking it the hardest because she doesn't know how to handle all this and i don't know how old they're supposed to be in the story but like if he's my age she's probably about a little bit younger than my age um so yeah it's just like it's really sad because of all this negativity going on but then it's positive because like you don't often hear love songs about family members mm. maybe like a mom a dad a grandpa but never right. there's nothing really about like sibling love. yeah that's true i mean i didn't get 
that it was his sister. I yeah, don't know if I neither. missed a lyric or if I just didn't. Well, they mentioned they that. mentioned uh, the stuff with dad last year, and then he said something about uh, how he knew her since she was born. Maybe it's a cousin. I don't know yeah. like who, but like he's known her her whole life. I, I missed that. For me, this song didn't do a lot for me. A lot of his songs are successful to me because he takes sort of a very standard rock or folk theme and puts a twist on it. And I don't feel like this one necessarily had a twist. Maybe it's just because I missed that. Maybe if like I went back to it and listened to it, it would mean more. But for me, it just seemed a little generic. Well, I mean, even without like that specific thing, the line, every step forward is a step you never have to take again. I think that's, I need to hear that a lot. Yeah. Like just listen to that and just like somebody else coming up to you, helping you out with a problem. And I think that's what the song's all about. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> just didn't do a lot for me. I also like wasn't super blown away by the next song. Don't, Don't worry. worry. Um, little too sweet for me. Same. I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I also thought it was a little too poppy. Like I could definitely hear this like on like, I don't know, Kiss 95.7 or something. The stomp clap is a very, yeah. very traditional trope. Yeah. I like it music. I didn't though. dislike the song. It was just like, fine. Yeah, same. I, I'm you didn't like the, the ooze. Yeah, I don't remember. Don't bully him into liking it. <laughs> I don't remember. Listen to the harmonies, Jim. I don't no. know. I, I do like there was like more mandolin in here and it's like a lead and yeah. there's some like weird stuff. going. I don't know. I thought it was a good song. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Now, 1933 is a song I really liked. Yeah. yeah. Is it the sequel to the Gaslight Anthems 1930? Yeah. <laughs> Three uh, years later. This is a really interesting topic. So just for some context on this album, Be More Kind. This was a direct response to everything going on in 2016. With mm. uh, does he live in America now? Because he referenced the country a lot. And no, but I mean, America okay. is like America is the world. But also with Brexit too. So there's just a right. Lot well, there's of, a, yeah, fascism is rising all over the world. Right, and I mean, this album came out in 2016, I believe. Um, so yeah, this is well, a, if it's reflecting on the actions of 2016, it better be, or else he's a time traveler. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So this is totally just about like history repeating itself. And even yeah. in 2016, it hurt, but in 2020, it like triple fucking hurt. Sorry, Jim. Jim, do you did you pick up right away what the 1933 was referencing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So this is like an interesting poetic look at um how it feels to like live in a time when fascism is on the rise yeah, right for sure it's also kind of nihilistic um a little he's talks about all this bad stuff is going on and he's just going back to the bar yeah for sure i don't know i was hoping for a little bit more positivity mm, out of it i i yeah i don't know i looked for it maybe it's buried in context but for me he's like i think it's to show the listener or maybe people in 20 years listening to this um, just as like a snapshot of the time. And it's from the perspective of like maybe a soldier from World War II that sees this happening now, like trying to smack some sense into you. I mean, you see it a lot with veterans now. Like, why? Why are you doing this? Right. And uh, maybe it's not supposed to be positive. Maybe the idea is the narrator is making the wrong decision. That's true. If you're looking at all this bad stuff happening and your response is just to go back to the bar. I don't think that's how you want to be remembered. Yeah. Maybe it's a critique on apathy. Also, <laughs> just like the tone of this song, too. Like, um, it's punk AF. Yeah. It, it sounds like yeah, skate yeah. punk. Like, I was playing um, Tony Hawk and I was like, ooh, this could be like part of the uh, playlist. But then we yeah. get to the title track, Be More Kind. No. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> I'm not going to. 
No. Jim, please. Jimmy's against Jim, kindness. Just, that was all so cool. unkind of you. That was the only note that I wrote down, and I forgot no? to take down other notes. Oh, I love this song. It's super <laughs> It catchy. was good. I remember yeah. liking it, but I just didn't take any it's other like notes. It's like symphonic, too. I love it. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of James Blunt. You ever listen to him? I know that one song. British singer-songwriter. His big hit Sounds was... familiar. You're beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's sort of like very pretty. Um, yeah. It's cute. The only thing I don't like about this song is the electronic drums at the end sort of pull me out of the emotion of the song. It doesn't seem to fit within this song or within his other songs that we've listened to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can't that. disagree with it. But, but it only really comes in halfway through, so I really yeah, enjoy it the first me. half. It's just like when I hear it, I'm like, oh, that shouldn't be there. Yeah. I almost miss like there's other tracks later on in this playlist where the drums are like um, very like airy and he's using brushes on the snare. Yeah. And I almost wish like that was utilized in this song. Instead, we get mm. like so this it's like softer. It's just like very dry. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish there was like a big washier drum. Make right. it more wet. Yeah. <laughs> wet it up, boy. Yeah. So the next song, Jenny Bingham's Ghost, is one that slipped under my radar because this is from a 2019 album called No Man's Land. And upon researching, the entire crew, musicians, everything other than him were female. Um, oh. And every song is about a female in history. So this song is literally just about like he went to a pub somewhere and there was a plaque or a statue that had like this brief story about Jenny Bingham. Isn't it Ginny? Ginny? Ginny, yep. Ginny, Jenny? He's British. I don't know. I can't hear anything. But yeah, that's literally what the song is. Ginny Bingham's ghost. uh, (laughs) Yeah, but this is like, it's like a new folk, like with traditional irish folk kind of stuff i and, dig it yeah and you hear a lot of like bluegrass too because bluegrass is derived from a lot of folk from overseas too so i really liked it i'm gonna say what this reminded me of and once i say it, you're gonna 100 percent agree okay this is a combination of eric peterson okay and the clancy brothers i don't know who the clancy brothers uh, are and jimmy pride doesn't know who either of them i don't know so i, I can't <laughs> agree with you Agreed, I thought Dan. you would know. I, I agree fifty percent with you. The Clancy brothers were like a Celtic folk trio. So I do the, that came up in like the Greenwich Village folk. The way the he 60s. strums and mutes his guitar is very mischief brew, Eric. Peterson. And his voice sounds like yeah. It's yeah. Eric like Peterson a was a dude who sang for a folk punk band called Mischief Brew. Okay, cool. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I dug this song a lot. Like I I love like like folk songs about like ghosts and stuff like that. I just think those <laughs> yeah, are cool. it's pretty cool. Can't yeah, stop coughing. Kind of like ghost of old tom joad or something like that or uh i also like legend of the woolly swamp by charlie daniels band so it, it is very traditional and reminiscent of those like um you know like let's tell a spooky story right. folk songs yeah there is a little bit of a modern twist that i appreciate which is um the idea that um women are vilified and demonized for doing things that men could do oh yeah yeah totally so like she's considered a witch and stuff just because she like isn't gonna take her husband's crap anymore. Yeah, which is I just thought that was yeah. interesting. Liked it. I yeah. like it a lot. Uh, photosynthesis. <laughs> now we're going back into just like good songs I like from his past. So there's not really any sort of continuity or chronology to this. Uh, photosynthesis is one of his most popular songs. Go ahead, Jim. You Come on, Jim. Jim, why don't you just go ahead? Um, it didn't really pull me in. Um, I thought it was good. Like I. It has everything that like I like about music, but there was just nothing that really hooked me. 
has everything I, I like about music, yeah, but I didn't I like it. Yeah, I, I think that Dan and I might relate to this more, like yeah. growing up punk and disillusioned by like the hopes and dreams that you're going to change the world when mm. really it does nothing. You do nothing for the world and punk does nothing for you, really. Yeah, but he also has an interesting twist that I appreciate, which okay. is that um, certainly when you grow up, you have to let go of some of those yeah. far-fetched ideals. But you don't have to let go of all of it. As no, because he as won't like sit down. Package. Yeah, and he won't. won't shut up. Yeah, and and after all, I'm not You're something my else. Wall. No, he says something <laughs> and else. And most of all, he won't grow up. Yeah, uh, it's interesting how you can adapt and change with age, but it's not. You don't have to completely turn into a different person. Like we have friends who were like punk rock, like f the police in high school, and now they're like, I want to be a cop. I'm voting Republican. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to do that. You don't no, have to turn no. into your parents. No, yeah. all cops are bastards. I know that still. Yeah. No, but that's just an example. Like, uh, I used to run around with uh, black X's markered on my fist and say, straight edge for life. And now you still believe that. You just don't right. show it yeah. off. Yeah, exactly. Like, the same way. It's about adapting. Right. Yeah. And I mean, Jimmy did touch on music. But like, this is such like a folky punk kind of song. Yeah. But like, I won't sit down. That part where everything drops out. Yeah. Is uh, very reminiscent of uh, a guy you would hear at some shitty house party full of like really smelly people with dreads drinking 40s. <laughs> and cats on couches. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've been to a lot of those houses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But also, it, like, it comes back with, like, a fiddle solo, and, like, I just want to slap my knee and dance in a barn to it. Yeah, I, I like, dug it, the fiddle it's, in the yeah, song. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I did write about the fiddle. Love, Ire, and Song. This one feels like a bit of a retread for me, especially yeah, how, how photosynthesis. you, yeah, how you well, paired it back to back with photosynthesis. Yeah, it's on the same album, and the title of Love, Ire, and Song is the title of it. Musically, I like some of the change in dynamics. Um, yeah, I definitely seem to think that I like his more upbeat acoustic song. Like, I love like yeah, a lot then, of his stuff, but, but like this is mostly acoustic, but then there's some bass and drum that right. builds later yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. So I really did like that. And, and yeah, like Dan said, it's a punk rock didn't live up what I thought it would be. That's so true. And mm. like the protests aren't working. And like, what am I doing all of this for? Um, you know, you're yeah. just growing up, baby. Imperfect tense reminds me a lot of uh, recovery. This, yeah. this reminded me a lot of Gaslight. If I had to pick yeah. one song that was Gaslight Anthony, that. it would be this one. It's an interesting look again about at not just addiction, but also the process of detoxing, which is not spoken a lot right. about. And asking for help. Right. Yeah. But also, how can I say this without causing any offense? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, also, uh, the idea that someone has to make you better and not make yourself better. Like so you're he, just waiting for a hero. Right. He yeah. goes beyond asking for help. Um, right. He knows he's in bad shape, but he's waiting for his partner, lover, girlfriend, whatever this person is, to like put the pieces together and like do the job for him. And... That usually doesn't work in what I know about addiction. I don't know anything about addiction. Uh, the mermaid metaphor is specifically interesting to me. Um, the way oh, yeah. He, he was like calling for help for a mermaid, but like typically aren't mermaids or sirens. No, no. He was saying that the like the drugs are calling out to him. Oh, yeah. okay. That's the mermaid. Yeah. That's it's like a like, siren. Exactly. Yeah. Which is an interesting parallel because it's like, 
something that sounds great, but then when you're in the midst of it, you're kind of stupefied by it and you end up on the rocks. Okay, yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, this song also um uh what was I going to say? Sorry. Um th- there was a lot of like really hard to pull off chords too, which I thought were uh, pretty good. Worst things happen at sea. It's a sea shanty, baby. <laughs> it, yeah, it really is. Uh I'll let you guys start this one. Um yeah, I just I really dug this song. Um I I thought lyrically I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I, I sent it to a friend of mine and she seemed to really like it too. Lyrically, I, he's like super descriptive and yeah. like paints the perfect picture in your head. Yeah. Not just this song, but like this song really highlighted that. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. Um, yeah, I think the way he uses the phrase, I've seen worse thing happen at sea is kind of interesting because he's listing through all these broken things about his relationship Mm -hmm. but then he follows it up with i've seen worse things happen at sea which is sort of like saying well it could be worse yeah it's perspective exactly because it's like as bad as it is now and in this moment this is like post breakup moment that will get better but right now it feels like the literal worst thing that could happen in your entire life like it's not so many people are going through so much worse and they get through it so you can too also he hits on like the one thing that is probably like outside of that perspective like meaning something that is the worst part of this which rings so true to me is um he can't get over that they're not going to talk anymore yeah because it's like you can end the relationship because you know it's the right thing to do but the idea that this person who's been such a part of your life is not going to be part of your life anymore yeah is like a a very weird thing to get it's over. super weird but like once you get over it <coughs> it's fine yeah <laughs> that's jeff's true. here to tell you you can get over you can, relationships. You can do it guys it gets better but i mean even like the music builds and like the intensity and emotions in his vocals are also building so at the end like his voice is cracking yeah it's like that raw emotion just pushing through it also has this uh sort of meandering violin throughout the song right which is cool um a lot of times when you hear like violin it's a very specific repetitive melody like a hook almost whereas this one just sort of like noodles its way through the song reminds me a lot of the song um hurricane by bob dylan okay Mm. there's a lot of that that sort of vibe during the verses where the violin is just like ad-libbing yeah then we get to the east to the east the road beneath my feet yeah it's a touring song yeah it's it's not super deep but it's really catchy and fun really yeah i agree very (laughs) really really it really is really is i have an interesting take on this okay let's Uh hear it i think this song is supposed to be um I don't want to say triumphant, but it's supposed to be sort of highlighting the positivities of getting to see the world and explore. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I think this is a sad song. Wow. Really? And I don't think he even intends it to come off that way. Hot take. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but to me, the idea of keeping a bag of clothes ready all the time by the door, kind of sad, means like you can never truly put down roots anywhere. Unless that's what you want. But I mean, I could totally see your right from my perspective. Yeah. Um, he he equates travel and touring with being free, but by setting the song in a minor key and not being able to define the quote unquote answers that he's seeking, like he constantly talks about looking for these answers, right. but he never says what the question is. To me, that just sort of feels pathetic. Like, mm. um. If he had said, hey, travel the whole world, see everything, live your life to the fullest, 
and then find a reason to settle down when you find the answers you're looking for. That would be admirable, but instead he chooses to end this song by saying the horizon is my home. That's kind of sad. That means your mm. home is like an unattainable thing that you're always going to be on a quest to reach. I I think you might be reading too much into it, but I can totally see that. It's my take yeah, on it. Yeah, that's your interpretation. That's, that's a fair interpretation. It also probably speaks to my personality that I turned down yeah. being in a band that <laughs> was, was willing to tour. Yeah, you didn't you weren't you in a band that toured and you were like no thanks and somebody else took your spot and toured? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It just <laughs> but Again, that sort of stirs up those emotions. I mean, me. before I uh, <laughs> met my wife, wife. Um, that was like my biggest dream as like a teenager being in yeah. dance to go on tour and Same. just like not do anything. Uh, and it changed over time. It's also different the way I tour compared to like a, oh, a made real I, band. I just want to tour to go get food. Yeah. <laughs> places like that's that's it. So these next three we can talk about together. Yeah. Can we? Yeah, I put them together for obvious reasons. Little changes. Little changes. Um, yeah, so oh, there's the original song, and then there was like an, an acoustic EP that he released with this, and then there was another EP that he released a year later mm-hmm. with this. So like, I just put this on here to show you like how diverse his stylings are, yeah, and like all the different shit he does, and the different arrangements of the same song. Yeah. So if you want to start with the original, we can work through acoustic and then the choir yeah. one. I do want to speak about them separately. Cool. Yeah. Different yeah. takes for each one. Interesting. Uh, the original, um, first thought sounds like a commercial for Huggies diapers. It does. There's like a toy piano. <laughs> Little intro. changes. Bing, bing, bing. Bing. Um, but I like fun. that he's not afraid to sound pretty. Yeah. And yeah. happy. Um, lyrically, it's something that's not discussed much in songs. Everyone wants to sing about like revolution and changing everything. Yeah. In yeah. The world but he's talking about like making small changes on in our like microscopic level. Guys. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was really cool. Uh, what'd you think of the original version? The original dude? version I think is good. Um, I like a different version of the song better, but um, I think the I think the studio version is pretty decent. Yeah, I I didn't love the acoustic version. Really, I like that the best. I thought the acoustic version was good. It's not my favorite of the three. It's my least favorite, but I still like it. But I do like how he changed things, like the whoa oh he was doing with guitar instead. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 clever. Fun. Yeah, but it comes across more melancholy. Um, he lowers his vocals by an octave. He slows yeah, he it down. Um, it seems like there's a disconnect between the music and the vocals. Hmm. Like the vocals are like, hey, you can make a little change. And if we all make little changes, the world would be better. And the hmm. music is like, I'm sad. Now, I th- Maybe it's done ironically on purpose. I don't I know. know. I, I thought the lyrics kind of spoke to the, the acoustic version a little bit better because you're coming from like not a great place. I don't know, uh, but I don't know. That's just how I sort of yeah. Look like at you, it. if you think about it like that, this could be the eye-opening moment. Yeah, when you're just like really low, and you're like, I've tried so hard, I can't do anything big. I just today I'm going to do this. Next yeah. week I'll do this. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. I just right. thought the studio version was more successful. Mm. I think Choir 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 was super fun. And I think uplifting. it's the most successful version of this song. Yeah, it really mm. is. Like it's preaching really to the fun. choir. Also, yeah, exactly. But also like. This idea of like, hey, we're all going to join in yeah, and add our little two cents to this and it's going to be better. Yeah. I, it was fun. I liked it. And yeah. Jimmy likes choirs. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I, I like the acoustic version best. Um, I thought the, the choir, choir, choir version, a little, 
unnecessary, but I thought it was fine. What I liked about it is that it didn't when I first saw the name with the choir, 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 I was like, oh no. I thought we we're gonna get <laughs> like this gospel choir that was like super dramatic. Right. Or like some classical like acapella choir. Oh no, it's like the Blues Brothers Black Choir. Everybody's singing and dancing. Yeah, but it's also not they're like split into like harmonies and stuff. They're no, yeah, pretty they're, much. They're I, there's not, like a two part, yeah. two part harmony maybe. And I yeah. like the call and response stuff too. It yeah, sounds like really a community stuff. choir. Yeah, or like okay, I might be blowing your mind here. Ooh, blow it, baby. Did you know that there's a very well shot video of this recording? No, and it's recorded in a bar. And it appears really? that the choir are just the people at the bar that they've taught parts to. That's cool. Re- this version that we heard. The exact version. Wow, There's a video that. of that. Huh. First, I thought, oh, this is a video of him doing it at a bar and encouraging people to sing along. Because, like, they were really in tune. <clears throat> yeah. Well, maybe they are a real choir oh, that okay. was there. I, yeah. They don't specify. Well, like, I love at the end, you can tell it was done in one shot because he's yeah. like, strumming the guitar like and he's like choir 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 and everybody's like yeah that's how i know that this is the exact recording because you see that in the video oh and it's also not like a choir it's not like him and his band with a choir i picture them just in like a room they're in a bar and they're all standing around the band oh that's pretty and there's a guy who's just like pointing to them that reminds me of when uh i was on tour with uh (laughs) with palin we were uh whenever we were at a restaurant or something like when if we were like eating for free or something we would always have to sing for them but we were just like sitting at tables yeah all separately. We did the same thing yeah but uh it reminds me of that actually a little bit jimmy yeah this next song probably doesn't mean mean as much to no. you contextually as it does to me so i no. definitely put this on for dan and for me so <laughs> the latest release which came out a month before recording this was no effects and frank turner split which is mm-hmm. strange no effects picks a lot of songs i'm not super familiar with frank turner jimmy do you know no effects i know of them okay yeah, yeah. and frank turner picked uh some good no effects songs like bob was probably the most popular one Eat the Meek is one of my favorite no effects songs, the dub version. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was on So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes that came it out was. with Eat the Meek. And then on 45 or 46 songs, uh, which was a compilation of B-sides and stuff, they had a dub version, which I've been I've been effing with since 2002. I love it. And they're pretty similar, but a lot different. It's a reggae song predominantly. Yeah. yeah. I've heard the original. I listened okay. to it after this. Okay. Right. So then he comes out with this. And I love this cover because it is wildly different, but also feels like the same song. So what yeah. did, um, we'll go with Jimmy first. Jimmy, not having heard Eat right. the Meek, what did you think about this as just a song? I thought it was good. I mean, I listened to it afterwards, but um, yeah, I thought it was it yeah. was good. Especially, I think it's it's cool that it sounds a lot different. It, from and it the sounds a lot different from Frank Turner from what was on this playlist. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. lot like dronier and yeah. like and more intense. Dan, Definitely what'd you think different. about this as a No Effects fan? Hot take. Ooh. First off, I don't like this No Effects song. Okay. Uh, second off, I don't like this version of it. Okay. <laughs> um, did I, you like this one better than the original song or no? Maybe. I, I don't think the song has a lot to say. I think they took no. a clever play on words yeah. and just turned it into a song. Yeah. Um, I think it's odd that he chose a reggae song by No Effects and turned it into a punk song. Almost. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I also wonder. Do you know if No Effects was his backing band on this? No, it's his band. Oh, okay. Because No the, Effects did his stuff too. Right. But I was wondering if they did stuff together because the bass playing sounds like Fat Mike. That droniness. Yeah. No, it really does. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and there was a part in one of No Effects' song where El Jefe did an impression of Frank Turner that was very funny. Yeah. I I just think. 
the one thing that I like about the original is that it had a fat groove, mm. which you're yeah, speaking to. And this feels a little sterile and like lifeless okay. to me. These these two I just put on these last two I just put on for. However, fun. because of the nature of the release, I went and checked out his cover of Bob and that is what you should have put on because that's really good. It's like I love the it song is, Bob yeah. by No Effects, and he may have done even a better version of it. It's more. Like it's emotional. really good. So the last song I put on here was just uh, so cherry Jeff up, cherry on top. How would I fuck up? Because you should have put on Bob, not Eat the Meek. Oh yeah, but I put on Eat the Meek because I like it more. <laughs> and I thought that the I talk his, Jeff into Frank Turner. I thought that his cover was a little more interesting than Bob because Bob sounds like more just like a generic Frank Turner song, but this sounds like something totally on its own. Mm. Um, and the last one. So the cool thing <laughs> about um our podcast is that. Even things like I really like Frank Turner. I think he has eight or nine studio albums. I'm not familiar with every single thing he's ever done, Mm -hmm. Um, even though like I'll listen to him a lot. And this one, I feel like I heard it before because I've seen the cover before. The art's done by Mitch Clem, who did a webcomic, Nothing Nice to Say, who I have records with his art on him, like several of them. Big fan of him. But he covered Frank Turner covered Thunder Road. Yeah. So I just put this on. Which you're sort of um, leaving out like the clever thing about the cover of this single. It's yeah, it's the cover of uh, Born to Run. Yeah, it's a cartoon of Frank Turner in the traditional Born to Run pose. Yeah, this is a cool cover. That's good. Um, And this one is, I think this might be the only all acoustic song on the playlist. Mm. Probably. What do you guys think about this cover as Bruce Boys? So in an earlier episode that hasn't aired yet. Correct. Uh, I referenced uh, Bruce Springsteen uh, used to upload videos of people doing covers of his songs. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one of them, I don't know if it was this version. It was probably another version, but it was Frank Turner, like at his home. Oh, doing a cover of Thunder Road. Did you look that up because of this podcast or you remember it? I, I remembered it and looked it up to verify it. Oh, wow. That's funny. Um, so yeah, like I said, there was a bunch of artists. Um, Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem had done a song. Uh, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me had done a song, and Frank Turner had done Thunder Road. Mm. Um, I haven't heard this since then, which was years ago. But um, I fucks with this very hard. Sorry, sorry, Jim. Yeah. Uh, to me, the best covers um, are when the artist makes the song does sound like their own. Right. Right. And this song sounds like a Frank Turner song. It does. It yeah. does. Yeah. Like even when I'm trying to sing along, there's just slight differences yeah. that throw me off and I don't hate it. Dan, he, correct really me if like I'm it. wrong. Is this version in minor? No, it's the same key. It sounds very different. I, I, I think thought it's maybe just it, the tempo slower. Maybe. I don't know. It sounded like it was in minor. key. <clears> well, what he's me, doing but. is he's leaving out a lot of the thirds, mm. which is interesting because the third of a chord is what defines whether it's a major or a minor chord. Yeah, that's the that's the base of the uh the chord. Or well, the it's not the, the base; chord. it's the root of the chord. The middle, if it's a half step oh, the lower, third, yeah. I got you. I got it's a, you. If yeah. it's a half it's step lower, it's a minor chord. Yeah. So by just right. leaving that out and playing like the one, five, and eight, yeah. that's like a power chord, and it could go either way. Right. Yeah. You're not You're truly right. defining it, so that's an interesting way to make something sound more melancholy without making it sound sad yeah it just yeah. sort of leaves yeah. it out um i could see that but yeah i agree with you by like doing that lowering his vocals and it's definitely a, a way different mood than the original and by the sparse acoustic nature of the song he really like boosts up the intimacy he like brings you in it feels like he's like in your living room oh yeah telling sure. you this story 
I, I that's really what I like love it. about this song too is it feels like a story and yeah. it, it sounds like he's like saying it to you like a little bit more than the original does yeah all right so this is the part of the show where I'm gonna ask you guys final thoughts on Frank Turner before the question is presented what do you think overall Dan you say it first uh I thought overall um everything we heard had very good production values yeah which for someone who came out of like a punk background mm-hmm. is not always the case. Right. Uh, to go along with that, I think uh, the musicianship was very high. Not only his playing, but his vocals. A lot of quote unquote folk punk people or guys who sang for punk can sing. Really. Yeah, they're not very right. good singers. And I thought he really was. Um, uh, he reminds me of Billy Bragg, Eric Peterson, Bouncing Souls. Um, I like the prominence of uh, the piano in his songs, which again is yeah. something that you don't hear a lot in this genre mm. because if you come up in what I would consider like guitar genre bands, like punk, that's how you think music. Like that's how you write. Yeah. I'm a guitar player. It would be very difficult for me because I have no basis in piano to write piano parts. Right. Uh, and so- it's it's not overpowering. It's really subtle, like especially in four simple words. Like there's some uh, what's it called painting like sound painting mm. when he's like down low and like they hear like the the lower notes of the piano mm. and it like it goes with his vocals and it just complements the songs really well. So so those are some of the high points for me. Some of the low points. Um, I I actually think I'm the opposite of Jimmy. I think I like his mid tempo and slower stuff better mm. just because I've heard a lot of that like fast folk punky stuff mm. and to me this is just a drop in the bucket like a i lot still of think it's superior like that. to that type of music Obviously, i think it's in the higher you're end. talking us into it <laughs> yeah but I, mean, I think his more like singer songwritery stuff is okay, more unique yeah, sure. yeah. uh i also think and this isn't a knock against him this is a knock against you jeff i think <laughs> the playlist is way too long um, really i don't think he I has it's too short listen to me stop interrupting <laughs> he doesn't have as wide a variance of sound which isn't a bad thing but he doesn't have a huge musical scope that I had to hear this many songs to get an idea of who Frank Turner is. Mm. If I didn't like the first five songs, I probably wasn't going to like the next 20 songs. That, that's just how I feel. Okay. I disagree with you, but okay. <laughs> All right. So um, um, I pretty much agree with Dan about the production quality and stuff. I think it sounds great. I think um, his musicianship, I think, is really good. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to reference a friend of mine, Steph, who who describes uh, a specific artist saying like he does all the right things. Like, um, like when you're listening to like some of that, like uh, uh, higher tempo things, like he's going the places where I want him to go. He's, he's doing the things that I want him to do. And um, I just find that enjoyable to listen to. Like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's enjoyable. Final push. There's a lot of content out there and he's consistently putting stuff out. He's released at least something every calendar year, whether it's just like an EP, an album, pretty much um, different variations, a live album. Um, See, that's actually kind of a negative for me. Like listening to this playlist and the weird order you put it in and stuff. I'm like, there's well, a lot. Well, here, here's where I came from. I'm not familiar with a lot of stuff like England Keep My Bones was my favorite album since I've heard about them. And now coming up with this playlist and then listening to other albums in their entirety, not just on shuffle. 
I like other albums more than that now. Mm. So I think that, and I'm still learning. Like I haven't listened to, I've listened to all of his stuff, but I haven't dug deep in like his first couple albums. I'm getting a lot more into now. And like, for some reason, just like no man's land slipped under my radar. And I'm listening to that. And I'm like, this is really good. Uh, even though I only put one. Have you ever seen it. him live? No. Um, there were two times I could have one time he opened for dropkick. It was at a casino and tickets were like stupid. And I'm like, I'm not paying that much to see Dropkick. And then another time he played in New Dropkick Haven. Dropkick Murphy's. Yeah, and I missed it for whatever reason, but I was upset about it. So I've not seen Magic the Gathering. <laughs> playing. Okay, probably not. I mean, whatever. All right, fellas. Did I talk you into Frank Turner? Yes. Oh, I knew it. I mean, Hard I yes. tell. it's so good, right? It's really good. Have you listened to anything else since? Um, A, a few things, but... um. Yeah, this is the hardest I've ever been talked into something. Whoa! Nice! Yeah, it's really good. Like, <laughs> wow. um, uh, Jeff, you and I have a lot of similar music We tastes. do, uh, yeah. I think, um, uh, especially with, like, higher pace sort of things and just, like, uh, sort of gaslighty sort of sound. And, um, yeah, no, this was the first song. I was like, oh, I You know I'm, what's I'm funny, too? This. I'd never put him on my list of topics. It really? was just like, yeah, I just always listened to him. And then I was listening to, I forgot why, I just started listening to him more and more. And I was like, I got to throw this on here and like i only own one seven inch from him with mm. one song it's a split with some guy that plays accordion for some reason <laughs> i just like don't own any of his well, records you just got the no effects one. yesterday yeah. i did just buy the split at yeah. red scroll records in wallingford connecticut yes yeah, so how did. much you pay for that by the way 16 bucks mm. it's pretty cheap yeah so i am super glad dig I, it I, I have a couple comments after okay the fact. okay um it's a good thing that he was as catchy and as enjoyable as he was, because I don't think he did a great job here, Jeff. First of all, <laughs> what? are you really shitting him? It's 25 songs. It, That's yeah, two albums. It, it just felt like uh, a little bit of overkill with all the different like versions and you're stuff. Saying. Yeah. Well, well the, the little changes, I count that as one. The live version, I count that as also, one. Also... I do like to hear things in chronological order because it gives me an idea of how the artist is progressing. Yeah, I didn't want to do that uh, for the reasons I already said in the beginning. But I will also say because that this, is, this was my introduction and my journey yeah. with Frank Turner. Yeah. So I wanted to show you guys the same way I got into it. I will say the beginning of the playlist I found more enjoyable than the same, latter half. Same. Um, but um, I thought all of it was really solid. I think whatever the first album that you put on the playlist England was. Keep is, my bones. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite best one. album that yeah. I thought. Um. I also couldn't help but think a lot of times throughout this playlist, like, this is what Jeff wanted hooks and sinkers to sound like. Oh, oh yeah, 150%. Yeah. yeah, like, that's when I got into him when we were doing hooks and sinkers with Josh, and Josh was who got me into it. Yeah. So he was trying to sound like Frank Turner and Lucero. That that's what sense. hooks and sinkers was. I could have I helped you get there. Well, <laughs> you can't. Cheers. Live in the it's past. gone. <laughs> All right. So, Jim... Yeah. I think you're talking Dan and I into a YouTube man. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk you into a YouTube man. Um, I am going to talk you into a fairly new thing that I've started to get into. A YouTube channel called All Gas, No Breaks. It is a uh, YouTube channel where uh, this dude, Andrew, travels. Zimmerman. <laughs> no, Zimmern. not that one. He travels around the world, interviews some strange people. Uh, it's been referred to as Eric Andre, but without Eric Andre and everybody else is Eric Andre. Um, he's, mm -hmm. he's the straight man and, uh, everybody else is crazy. All so, right. Well, that's weird. I never heard of it, but whatever. I guess yeah, I'll listen to it. I'm going to make a playlist and I'm going to have you guys watch, watch it. it. Listen, I don't know. Yep, I'll listen to it as well. That's what it. we do. Yeah. Got to do both. And, uh, I'm going to find out if I talk you guys into it. In the meantime, Dan, where can people find 
the podcast. Talk me into you online. Well, guys, guys. if you're over 40, you're going to want to explore Facebook. Okay. You're going to want to find us by searching Talk Me Into. And you can also visit our old-fashioned web address, www.talkmeinto.com. If you're under 40... You're making fun of 40-year-olds, but you both are very closely creeping up. I got 40. seven years, Jim. I got five. <laughs> Frick off, Jim. Frick off. Um, I'm not making fun of it. It's just we just live in different worlds. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter under the name Talk Me Into. We should probably have an Instagram because that's what I feel I, like is the next thing. Yeah, oh, there's going to be something happening there? Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, and also, um, probably should have had a TikTok before it became outlawed and banned. <laughs> yeah. By the uh, time you're hearing this, TikTok no longer exists. TikTok yeah. Me Into. Because of... Giant. Oh, we should have done that. Come on. <laughs> uh-huh. it's I can do those forever. dances. Look, when uh, Dis- <laughs> when Disney buys TikTok, we'll, we'll launch Dan, TikTok. did you see my TikTok dance? Yeah, it was cute. Audio podcast, audio podcast. <laughs> TikTok me into it. You're really bad. For some reason, that dance move accentuated your breasts. <laughs> well, that's why they. That's why TikTok's popular. Yeah, it's true. Uh, look at girls dancing. So, yeah, uh, talk me into, you know, just search for talk me into. We're everywhere. Yeah. You can find us. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. Where are you on the web? People can find me on Instagram at Large Heart on Collider, on Twitter at J E F F F F F two seven Jeff with five Fs. The number, number twenty seven. Jimmy, where can people find you on the beautiful internet? Um, I don't know how beautiful the internet gorgeous, is, but baby. you can find me at Son of a Fitch S O N N A B A F I T C H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, where I'm making some new shows, making some moves, baby. Dan, where can people find you online? I'm on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown. You can check out my band at old with an E olddogsmusic.com. Yeah. And uh, we're on Instagram. Look up old dogs with, with an E. And Spotify. Yeah, hey guys, fun. if you want a pin, a talk me into pin for your lapel. That's right. For your backpack. With yeah. Your punk rock anarchy jean vest. We'll give you one for studs. Free. Free. And th- so we could support the United States Postal Service. Yeah. Because we're fighting against tyranny. Yeah. No talk. Yeah. So all you got to do is DM us your mailing address. Slide we'll right on right in. Out there with a little love note. Yeah. yeah. It could be either of our personal Instagrams, our Twitter account, Facebook, any of those. Yeah, slide into our DMs. Maybe not Facebook. They're spying on you, but. <laughs> yeah, don't give them your address. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Driving. All gas, no brakes, baby. Oh, oh God. Okay. It, this is Jimmy. I, I, I had to come back. I had to come back from the future. I had to tell everybody that Talk Me Into has a new Instagram account. It's at Talk Me Into Pod. It is very vital that I had to tell everybody this because if nobody follows it, that means the world is ending. That means Trump wins the election 2020. It's not going to be. What? Oh, God, you're already here. All right. Uh, yeah, this is Jimmy from the future future. I just had to tell you that um, I, everybody needs to subscribe to our Patreon because we just put up our new cook with us video. New cook with us is we're making a pizza. And if nobody sees that, then literally everybody dies. You know, just everyone's gone. So everybody needs to subscribe five dollars a month. You'll see our cook with us video first. So the world's going to end if people don't watch that. Oh, no, the world's going to be fine. But everybody else is just dead. I can't argue with the time traveler and even future time traveler. Hey, since there's two of us, can we kiss? Come on, Jim. You know, that's going to cause a paradox. You can never do that. Well, back into our respective time machines.
gotta get a fun thing. Wow. Dude, you... The hanky thing. You got a box of tissues next to you. Why are you gonna blow your nose into it's a cloth? Wasteful. I've had that box of tissues for almost a year now. You're gonna put boogers into your pocket. Then you're gonna reach into your oh, pocket. Put it on the couch right there. Oh my god. They've been sitting on this table for like three weeks. I use it every time we record. It's the only time I use it. Hmm. That's my score. So you you've been blowing books. your nose for three weeks into that. Yeah. And you haven't washed it. You wanna see some goblets? Look at that. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> we are in a worldwide pandemic. And you're just leaving your bugs out. No one touches it but me. It's just my germs. You don't feel... You, do you use the same sock to wipe off every time you're done? Just throw it under your bed and pull it back out? It's disgusting, <laughs> what Dan. About? What are you talking about? I'm an adult man. I'm an adult. Are we ready? 